Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Now, this week, we're going to look at the US and how last year accounted for 21% of all US dollars printed in the last 30 years and how this might affect the economy and the market. Then we'll get into the Australian stock market so I can share with you my thoughts on where it's heading, along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune into our live Australian stock market show, which is on every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time, because this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now, in times of crisis, it seems that governments around the world are more than happy to continue to dish out ever-increasing stimulus packages to solve their current problem. But are they just delaying the inevitable, or are they spending our grandchildren's future? Now, according to Katsua, which is an independent research firm, the US printed $4.5 trillion in 2020. Now, this represented around 21% of all US dollars printed in the last 30 years. Now, according to Statista, a company specializing in market and consumer data, the US stimulus package represented 13.2% of GDP to October 2020, whereas the Australian stimulus packages represented 14% of our GDP. Now, Japan heads the list with a massive 21% of GDP. Now, that was for last year, 2020. That said, Australia's total debt to GDP is quite mild when compared to Japan, who has the highest level, and the US, which is also in the top 10 countries with the highest debt to GDP ratios. Now, some economists believe in modern money theory, which in simple terms means that in hard times, governments continue to print money to stimulate the economy until times are good, and then they buy back the debt. However, Australia increased its debt during the GFC crisis, and now last year, just when we thought we were looking like we were returning to surplus, we now find ourselves in a COVID-19 crisis and in more debt than we've ever been so in the past. So is printing money really the answer to every single crisis? How much is enough? And are we spending our children's future? Now, whilst COVID-19 is the current crisis that governments are dealing with, we know there will be more in the future, but we will never know when they are likely to arise. We were arguably better placed than any other country in the world to handle the economic impact 
that unfolded due to the COVID-19 pandemic, given how well we'd handled the economic recovery following the GFC. Consequently, this kept our stock market from rising to stellar heights, unlike the US who just kept printing money. And I believe the approach taken by the Australian government is far more sustainable and will benefit all Australians long term. That said, we cannot be complacent. In my opinion, the US printed too much money following the GFC and it's repeating this behaviour again in the current crisis. The result that is likely to unfold when the next stock market crash does occur is that the crash will be far worse in the US than what they experienced in early 2020 and here is where the future generations will pay for the excesses of the past generations. As for Australia, any market crash and economic downturn in the future is unlikely to be as bad as what the US will suffer, which will be consistent with what occurred during the Great Crash and Depression in 1929 and subsequent depressions in the US. For now, it is imperative that Australia repeat the good work it did following the GFC, which is to get the economy back on track and pay off our debt so we are ready for the next crisis and any inevitable stock market crash in the future. This way, our children will have a better future. On an individual level, it's also imperative that we prepare for the next challenge by paying down debt and above all, invest in good assets like shares and property to create income streams independent of our job so we can provide a safety net for ourselves and our families. So let's get into the market now, but what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, materials, that was the best performing sector up 1.83%, followed by financials up 0.49%, whilst healthcare, that was down 0.22% last week. The worst performing sectors last week, well, they included utilities, which was down 4.13%, followed by consumer staples, that was down 3.17%, and energy, that was down 1.65%. Now, the best performers in the ASX S&P Top 100 stocks, they include Domino's Peaches, that was up 12.03%. Next up was Treasury Wines Estates, and that was up 10.15% after announcing a restructure of their business because of the impact from Chinese tariffs, while Oz Minerals, that was up 9.93% last week. Now, the worst performers, they included Northern Star Resources, which was down 13.93%. Beach Energy, that was down 12. 25%. And Charter Hall Group, that was down 11.9% 11.79% last week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, again, the Australian market sort of did what I expected at the start of the week and then did exactly the opposite at the end of the week. I think the last three or four weeks I've said it's going to go up and it went up the first day or two days of the week then down for the rest and the next day week I'd say it was going to go down and I went down for the first one or two days and up the rest of the week so it seems to be the market's doing exactly the opposite of what I'm actually suggesting it might be doing but that's not a big issue and I, and I do know people say to me you know well hey you got it wrong you got it wrong but you know I get it right most of the time and I get the direction most of the time. When you're looking at a day or week and you're looking at what I might do on a day or weekly basis, it can be a little bit hard at times, especially in times like today. But again, like I was saying last week, it is irrelevant whether the market's going up or down because you don't buy the market. You buy the stocks that make up the market. So the All Ordinaries Index has 500 stocks. So it's the average basically or it's the product of all the, those 500 stocks. So the stocks in your portfolio may go up or down on any one day a week, contrary or in a, in a, in a contrasting 
the opposite direction to the market. That I was trying to say is, so you might have some stocks in your portfolio might be rising while the oil laws is fall, falling and vice versa. That's why you always need to look at your stocks to make all of your decisions. Never, ever, ever, ever make a decision about what your stocks are doing based on the market itself. If the market's more bullish, stands to reason that more of your stocks will also be bullish. And if the market's bearish, more of your stocks will be more bearish. But how bullish and how bearish will change as well, depending on the stocks, because we'll have outperformers all the time. We'll have ones that will perform at about the same speed as the All Ordinaries Index. And we'll have other ones still rising, but maybe rising slower than the All Ordinaries Index. And, and obviously the inverse is also correct. But let's go and have a look at the chart, because I want to show you a couple of things that we've got on the chart today. But on the screen is a weekly chart of the All Ordinaries Index. This is one you would have seen a couple of weeks ago. And I want to show you what's going on right now. And you can see here the market is really, really slowing down. I'm going to use a tool which is going to measure and I'm going to show you something about momentum in the marketplace. If I put my little pointer on here and I put on a little tool here and we can measure that run right up through to there. You can see here that that was 22 bars or 22 weeks that was running and the range was 1,940 points. So if I put it from that point let me put my pointer on there. So now if I go from the same point to the close last week, you can see here that it's 25 weeks, so a little bit longer in weeks, and we're looking at a range of 694 points. So in almost the same time frame, it went from 1940 point rise to a 694 point rise. Even if I put it on the end there, we're still only, it says at 837 points instead of 1900 points. So the market is running a lot slower nowadays than what it was from the March 2020 low to that high there in August. So we're seeing, seeing the market tip over. Now if I go and open that up a little bit, we can have a look here from maybe this point here in November to here. You can see even to this close, the last 13 weeks, it's risen 324 points or 4.8% in this time since November. So it's really slowing down at this point in time. So it's showing you the market is not wanting to rise strongly. That's really what I'm trying to say at the moment. Um, it is possible what markets tend to do is if I've got my little trend arrow tool here, markets sort of move up and then they come back or they go sideways and then they move up and then come back or go sideways and then they come up and then move back and then eventually they'll fall over into a corrective phase. So this could be one of those phases where it's just moved up and it's going sideways or down. I think if we get any moves up from this point in time, it will be short and sharp because I am expecting a low to happen sometime in around March, probably April, maybe even into May, I'll be looking at probably more likely in May. I think April is probably going to be a bearish month. So what I'm thinking our market might do, if I put my trend arrow tool on, let me just drag that down here. We may see a bit of a move up and then a move down somewhere down into sort of this sort of area here. Um, price at the moment, I'm still a little bit flexible on at the moment, but I'm thinking at this point in time, I think April is going to be a bearish month probably have the low even into mid-May, possibly into late May, depending on where this peak is. If this peak happens more earlier, so let's say it happens earlier in March, then the low will be probably early May. If this peak happens a little bit later on into March, then the trough may be a little bit further out into April uh, or into May. That's what we're looking at the moment. Any move up now is going to be short and sharp. That's really what I'm going to say if it does move up. But I'm not discounting that we could start to fall away, generally fall away down into sort of April um, and possibly May. It could be a longer move down, but I don't think it's going to happen at the moment. I still think we are more bullish. 
Um, this little line here, and if I go and look, I'll show you here, this dashed line, you can see it's had a lot of resistance on this dashed line. And if I go back to show you again, you can see this dashed line is just what the market's moving up and around. It's a momentum of the market since this low back in 2016. And you can see it comes, it bops its head onto it or bops its tail onto it all the way through here. So it's finding some resistance on that at the moment. So if it does break through that this week, then I would suggest we'll make a new all-time high soon through into March be bullish into March, possibly into April, but I doubt it. But I think probably the next five, four to six weeks, the market will be a little bit more bullish. Um, but it, as I said, it might be short and sharp moving up before it does move down into April and have another low in May. I'm expecting either early to any time in May the low will actually happen. So whilst we sometimes people say to me they oh they want exact, you know, do I think the market's gonna go five percent or ten percent or twenty percent? Those parts are hard because the market I don't control the market, nobody does. It, the market will do what it wants to do and human emotions are such that if we want to overbuy, then we do. If we want to oversell, then we actually do do that. It's more about the direction. Right now I think the direction or believe the direction is still up. But when we move into next month and even into April, my thinking is the move will be down. And understanding direction is the first step in good investing and good trading. Unless you understand direction first, you'll get it wrong. Now, I find most traders don't get direction first. They're just looking at price mainly of where price is today. And, and so we'll get into that a little bit more so over the different course of um, recordings that I do. I always talk a bit about price in different places. So you'll pick up nice lots of hints and tips here. I'll probably have a couple in the questions we've got today, but that's probably a good segue into getting into the questions we have today. So let's get into those. Now, the first question we have today is from Majid. He says, thanks for great videos. Could uh, you know your opinion about LRS um, on the ASX, please? I'm expecting a nice pullback and then start rising again. So look at, looking at ALS. So let's have a look at that stock or LRS. Sorry, I forgot to look at Latin resources. That looks, wow. It's quite a liquid stock, isn't it? Have a look at this. This is really, really strange through here. Um, we're looking at 1.7 million shares at 0.2 cents a share. Currently, it's trading at um, what it closed at seven cents a share with 190 million shares on it. Um, I wouldn't trade this stock at all. You'd have to you'd have to give me your money to trade it. I wouldn't trade it at all. It's it's not really exciting me at all. Yeah, you can make some great money because obviously it's gone from two cents to nine cents and it's gone up 400%. But picking this sort of stock on a consistent type of basis, you do it's a lot more luck than a lot more of you know good trading skills. You're far better off trading much more liquid stocks than something like this. I mean, here we are just in August 2019 and you can see here, multiply volume of the 228,000 shares by two cents it's not a lot of money but if we even we get here currently that's 190 million shares by six cents so still not huge amounts of money um in on that sort of stock but it's a little bit better because a lot of people are getting in on it but looking down here 40 40 million shares at three cents so we're talking about a few million dollars going into it but again you might be waiting on a pullback good luck to you and i really do hope you make money out of it but this is not kind of the stock that i would suggest anybody be buying it's it's you know especially it may pull back right now 
But again, if it does pull back, it's likely to be really fast and um, eroding your profits. If it does, if you are looking into getting into it, you'd really need some solid rules around this stock. But as a, uh, but from my experience, a lot of traders or investors don't have the skills to be able to trade a stock like this. I'm not being rude to you. I'm just saying pick better stocks um, from there. Otherwise, you're just chasing returns. You're, just, you're waiting for it to come back to when you perceive it's cheap and then to jump in on it again, and that's fraught with danger unless you're highly skilled. And again, these sorts of stocks will jump around on news and expectations of what might happen. Next, we have a question from Bratz Babe, who says, Hello, Dale. Thanks for answering my question on GOR and DEG. Um, Z1P has been going crazy over the last two weeks. Is it a stock to get into, or has the boat been missed? Great show and channel. Thanks very much, Bratz Baby, for um, the nice compliment. Thank you very, very much. But let's go and have a look at um, Z1P right now. So on your screen, let's bring that up. So looking at Z1P, probably one of the things, actually, before I get onto the chart, is most people I find, and it's, it's a common thing that people do, is they chase returns. And when, what I mean by that is they see a stock like the last one we saw, and obviously this one, the Z1P, that's been going up for the last few weeks. Now, I'm going to ask a question of everybody out there. If, if let, let's say Z1P's gone up, you know, it's gone up 50% in the last couple of weeks. We'll have a look at it in a second. But would you rather be in the stock before it rises 50% or after 50%? And I can guarantee all of you putting your hand up going, I'd love to be in it before it rises the 50%. That's the key to good investing and trading. You don't look at the market and see what's moved 10 or 20 or 30 or 50%. You don't get onto chat forums when everybody's saying, this stock's moved, let's get onto this run now. You don't do that. What you want to do is the opposite. You want to be looking at ones that aren't performing that well that will turn into these sorts of stocks. And that's by doing proper research, not by following everybody else. Statistics constantly prove that when you follow everybody else, you get most people get in at the wrong end. And I'll, I'll draw that on the chart and I'll show you what I mean. But let's go and have a look at Z1P anyway. Right now, it is too late. It's, in my opinion, it's too late. But that's I'm going to say that with preference is, is I wouldn't personally do that in my trade and investing style. Now, some people may get in on this stock and it may go to $20 and they'll go, Dale, you were wrong. No, I wasn't wrong. All I was is about my strategy and my risk profile. It's not good for me and, and what I want to do. I would rather be buying somewhere down here before it's moved up. And there is a buy signal based on rules in my book to order buy this stock somewhere around about 5 to $6. There's a rule in my book to do that. You could have bought it there and now be sitting up at around $12 and made 100% in the last four or five weeks. If you read the book and you had some really good strategies around your trading plan, trading strategies, then you'll actually be fine. But right now, it's run pretty hard. Now, you can see here this stock does fall away. So if you look at this, if we put on a little... A little tool from that high to that low that fell 53%. So you've got to pick the good with the bad. How far is it likely to fall if it does start to fall away from here? Well, it's likely to fall right back into this sort of $8 area. So if you do own that stock right now, that's at least a 30% fall from where it currently is. And you're guessing a lot. I don't mind this stock uh, in terms of more, I think it's, it is a good stock, but you can look at this stock and say, well, it does move a hell of a lot. And let me just put something else on it. From this low here, March last year to there, it's up 900%. So you can see then it fell 50% and now it's moved up through here. So it can make some really, really good money. But again, you do need to have good solid rules around it. So I'm not saying don't look at these sorts of stocks. I'm saying look at them with knowledge and skill so that you get into them before they actually move. Uh, and, and 
people say to me, well, how do you do that, Dale? Well, I can't explain that to you on a YouTube channel that's free. You really do need to do one of my courses to really understand the intricacies at it. How do I find stocks like this on my own personal trading? Absolutely, I do. But I'm ready for them, I'm already in them before they do these big jumps and because I've actually been watching them and studying them and waiting for them, what I find is it's the op most people do the opposite. What we do is what we teach people to do is to stalk the market just like you watch on, you know, the Discovery Channel when you're seeing the lions, you know, or the lionesses or who have, you know, stalking their prey and they'll sit there and lie and wait and all of a sudden they'll pounce because they know they've only got a certain amount of energy to be able to capture the prize. And so that's really what it's about. It's, this is not about gambling. A lot of people treat stock market investing and trading as if they're going down to the corner tats lotto shop and buying a ticket and hope that the stock they they purchase actually wins and they, they trade on buy and pray method, not on a solid strategy and trading on confirmation, not speculation. There's another thing I continually say, always trade on what you know, not what you think. Always trade, trade on what you can confirm, not what you believe. You must be able to confirm what it's doing before you enter and exit. And that's really what I'm suggesting people have better rules. Good stock, a little bit too late for you to get into it, but let's get on to the next question now, otherwise I'll be on my soapbox for quite a long time. Um, we do have a question from Katie who says, hi, Dale and Janine, another excellent video. Thank you for your hard work. Uh, that's our pleasure. And um, coal has been moving sideways for about six months, or coal's law looks like it. Yesterday, 17th of February, coal's released their half-year sales report, and the result was great. Plus, they announced 100% fully franked dividend, and there's no negative news about coal's at the moment. However, the share price has been dropping dramatically yesterday. Would love to have your opinion on this share, please. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to have a look at this. 100% frank dividend is irrelevant, uh, and I understand people focus on dividends a lot, whether it's 100% frank or 50% frank, just, just depending on your tax rate, whether it's a benefit to you or not. But it is a bonus, but it's not a reason to own the share. Um, you know, increasing a dividend yield is good, and more people want to buy because a lot of people do focus on dividend yields. But you've got to remember with stocks is, especially good stocks like Coles and your Wes Farmers and your Woolworths and all of those sorts of big stocks is, the big end of town which own the majority of these shares or the bigger portions of those shares, they're buying one and two years, three years out. They're buying tomorrow's returns, which is exactly the opposite of what I was talking about. A lot of people do, a lot of investors do, is they buy yesterday's return. So they're trying to get onto a Z1P or something after it's already run. So the big end of town may have already made their money out of coals and now they're just selling it off while there's some good news around. So they're taking profits, reducing, rebalancing portfolios. Then they'll come back in later. So not a big worry to me, but let's go and have a look at the chart anyway. So we'll bring up coals and have a good look at it. And you can see since it floated back on its own, this stock's been beautiful. Um, and this is what you're meaning here for trading sideways. There's August last year, dropped down into September, uh, but it's been going, so November, December, January. So it's not really trading sideways, it's doing what it should be doing. It's pretty normal what I'm seeing right now. It'll probably keep falling away for a little bit more. It probably might go down to somewhere. It could go down, what it's looking at there, 19. It could even go down to, look, I'd say $15, uh, it could actually get down to about $15. If it gets down to about $15 and find some support, uh, then I'd be really interested in this stock, but just sit back and wait. Uh, it is possible it'll go down to around $10, but I doubt it. I think it'll probably pull up around where my pointer is around that $15 mark. 
somewhere in there. And they're from mul multiple different reasons too. Don't assume I'm just saying this for one reason. I'm not putting a lot of technical analysis on these things and neither is Janine as well. And this is where I think a lot of people need to understand when we're looking at it, we're just seeing what's on the chart because of our knowledge and experience. So whilst people say, can I have your technical view? We are looking at it from a technical perspective, but if I was to trade coals and set this up, say I'd never looked at this before, to set it up for trading myself. I might spend an hour or two hours on this stock actually working out how I'm going to trade it. Right now, it's telling me it's falling. It's telling me it's probably going to $15. You're not in the stock, so therefore it's not a big issue to you. Just sit back and wait. Well, I don't believe you're in the stock. Hopefully you're not in the stock. Um, but it, it will fall down or continue to fall down until it stops falling down. At that point, it's like stalking the market or waiting for coals because it is a good stock. It's got some good fundamentals. I think it will do very well moving forward as well. So just stick it on your watch list. Wait, be patient, set some rules around buying, buy my book, read the rules in that. You'll be ready for it when it does take up pretty much. Uh, that would be my suggestions. But thank you very much for, for, for putting that question in. And thank you for everybody for sending the questions in. And we really do appreciate your participation in our channels. It really does help make these reports more valuable for everyone watching. But as I was saying a little bit earlier, we don't put much on these. Like this is YouTube. We're not going to teach you a lot of stuff here on YouTube because one thing, it's not possible to teach you on YouTube. Anything we can teach on YouTube, it's going to be very high level and weight. So if you're learning a lot out here, learning learning a lot from Janine and I, that means what we're doing, that means your level of knowledge yourself is quite low because we're really just scratching the surface. And as you can see, I hardly put any information on it. If I showed you a chart that I work on for stocks that I trade, you'll see a hell of a lot of work on those. I'm not saying it's difficult or it takes time consuming, but once you have the knowledge, you can put all the tools and rules on there and you get this confluence so that you have a knowing of what a stock will do. You're not guessing. And what I find is most people are guessing at their trading and they're following the herd. They're buying, trying to buy yesterday's returns where you need to stalk the market. And that's really my favor for today is make sure you're in front of it, not behind it. Coals you can be in front of if you spend some time on it right now, you'll be in front of it when it does give you a buy. But thank you everybody for watching. Now, if you do wish to learn a solid strategy for consistently picking winning stocks and avoid following that herd, then get onto one of my books. Please do that. Now, right now, you can have How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20% for free. All you need to do is just pay the shipping. Now, this is the book. All you're gonna do is you're gonna click on the link below and it will take you to the page on our website where you can order it right now. So do it now and you'll have the book in just a few short days so you can get on to making better decisions for your investing and trading. You'll be ready for Coles or some of these other stocks that'll get, they're setting themselves up now to be buyers. Now, if you do have any questions that you'd like me to answer, as always, First, subscribe to the channel and then stick your questions below. It's pretty simple. Subscribe to the channel, stick your question below. Remember that this channel is here to provide a safe, reliable, positive information and educational support to everyone. That's And it's not a chat forum. Please don't assume this is a chat forum. Like We're not about having tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people on our channel chatting away and doing all sorts of stuff. That's not what this channel is about. The channel is about talking with you and helping you. The people that are really serious so what we're about is helping people and providing a forum where individuals you know can, can't post anything that they like because as you probably experience in a lot of these chat forums you get a lot of rubbish and you've got to filter through it anything that's on our website or our chat down the, below is generally positive and it's constructive 
because this is your YouTube channel uh, and it's for those who are really serious about their success in the stock market. And as such, we only accept constructive questions and comments. So if you are trying to ramp stocks or promote yourself or others, or you, you know, you're gonna be, you're gonna put negative things on there, then just don't bother sticking your fingers on the keyboards because your comments are not in line with the purpose of this channel and they will get deleted. Uh, it's pretty simple. Um, if you do have com uh, positive comments or, or pos uh, questions you need to ask, then stick them below. We're really happy to answer. So I would love to answer your most burning questions and look at your chosen stock. So after subscribing to the channel, remember, stick your questions below and we'll look at them in next week's report. Remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports each and every week. We also do our live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. So hit the subscribe button now, click the bell on the right of it so you know when, well, when we upload our videos and go live. And lastly, check out the link below to my book. Remember, get it for free, just pay shipping now. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.